Welcome to a Midwest podcast with Zach, Luke, and Bellas. How are we doing this week? Oh, just so good. It's not my mid best week, but it's a it's a Midwest week. Thanks for asking. Yeah, it's uh, a mid uh, mid worst week for sure. Uh, Zach, uh, what's been going on with you? So, what's been going on with me today? Have you guys okay? Have you guys ever done this where you're getting ready? You know, like maybe you're in the office and you're getting you're getting ready to go into a meeting, and you tell yourself like. Like I have to get ready for this because I'm going to be in this meeting for a, you know an hour and a half or 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 worse you know longer, and I've had like 15 cups of coffee. Like I have to pee before going. 15. Before going. Is that an exaggeration? Or is that no? I probably Luke Luke can attest to this. I probably drink at least a pot to a pot and a half of coffee a day. How are you just not like constantly wearing a diaper? Well, I, I mean, the, the, the shits are, you know, it's, it's like a water slide back there. I mean, oh things are God. just flying out left and right. Do you time it so you're doing it like right at work right away? <sighs> yeah, like the first one usually hits. Like back, so back when we were, when I was commuting into the office before walking, you know, 20 feet into the bedroom, I would time it where the cliff bar and the coffee mm-hmm. would hit just like right at 823. You get you that get fiber in? With, you get you get done with those emails. The first couple, you know, like the easy ones, you maybe get some junk email, get rid of them, maybe start doing your to-do list for the day and then like, oh, all right, it's time. I got to get up and go. Are but you anyway, can I can I continue to derail your story? No, please do. Do are you I've had a cliff bar before. It's like eating a a packet of post-its. Are you eating that just to add some kind of solid to your liquid? Uh, bowel movement no i guess i'm i'm eating it because i need something quick and on the go and okay you know how about i just give you're like, getting ready to uh climb a mountain in the morning so you need exact, exactly i'm getting ready to climb a 45 mountain grams sure. of sugar in it like, uh, how about how about i give like how about i give like you know 35 percent of my carbohydrates of the day just to like uh you know, an eight ounce cliff bar with a little bit of peanut butter in the middle. A, a yeah. breakfast that looks like one of those owl pellets that you had to dissect in third grade. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But anyways, I'm going to get back to this story for a second because okay. I had to pee so badly. I knew I had to pee so badly and yet I forgot. I forgot to go. And so then I was punished with having to sit in this hour and a half meeting going over the same questions that I've gone over for the past couple of weeks. We're doing some recruiting stuff. Good kids, nice people. But I had to sit through an hour and a half with like the worst bladder pressure known to man. And you What's can't get up and go. What's the difference between a job and college? <laughs> you get how, do you, how did you sit? How did you sit in order to uh, like hold your, hold your pee in? What was your stance? Like I would say, it's it it, it was like the um, the the killer in uh, Silence of the Lambs. You know when he does the okay. tuck. Okay. Oh, you just tucked. Yeah, Buffalo Buffalo Bill. I just said a tuck. I okay. just like literally had to put push my thighs together so hard that it just the it just had to tuck. Were you tucking yeah. and just squeezing like with your thighs like? Oh, I was like like my ass muscles are. Like okay. about to fall off the bone. 
Were you just like face pressed up against the zoom, like leaning forward to like get a little extra, like just try to get through all these questions really fast and just like make a really uncomfortable face, like raise your eyebrows as high as possible. Like to show everyone you're in a panic. You know, I almost thought about like, there's just a shooter putting... in the room, but you can't say anything. <laughs> like I almost thought about just putting like the shutter across <laughs> and then making, help. making, making up some excuse. Like blinking needed, help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say to get up and go for like a minute. Like flip off the camera and then very tactically pee in the like sink this. with your no not yeah like that really good radio there no <laughs> turn the camera off and then very tactically pee in the sink while still speaking into your Bluetooth headphones <laughs> so as not to like have the sound appear in the background but while relieving your bladder pressure. Well, do you guys do you guys do you go on mute when you have to go to the when you have to go to the bathroom in a uh, conference call? Or do you pull out the silencer and try and aim for the back of the toilet? Silencer. I like. To I, like I typically like yeah, don't. That's have this dangerous. Problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you drink. You drink like eight ounces of water a day, Luke. That's true, but I make up for it at night with sixty-four ounces of beer and convert that <laughs> into my water. <laughs> I play Edward Forty Hands every night. It's technically the same amount of liquid. Um, I know that we've got uh, a lot of hot sports topics to go to, but I just wanted to put it out there at some point. Maybe this is a podcast special, but I have a lot of thoughts about pooping at work. Um, you kind of touched on this subject. I've kind of done a little bit of stand-up comedy related to this subject before, which both of you have witnessed before um, after a couple of cocktails. But I just have so – I feel like pooping at work, there's just – a gold mine of information there that could that could be its own podcast on its own. Um, so just I mean, a mental note. It's your job to spread the gospel. You know, you gotta yeah. you gotta you gotta spread these truths to the you have to, to the, proselytize the, people, the baby. Yeah, I'll just give a, I'll give a quick teaser to get our listeners to come back. Actually, is what we should be doing. <laughs> um, my friend who is a lawyer works in a law office. He says there is uh, probably about five other people on the same floor they all share the same bathroom and um they are they're they're so self-conscious about people knowing who is like stinking up the bathroom that they are intentionally wearing different pairs of shoes in order to shit um so that when you look under the stall it's different people and you think that it's like oh someone just passing through like oh i know kevin's penny loafers from anywhere but Oh, I'm just slipping these Crocs on. Like, who the fuck's wearing Crocs in this law office? <laughs> Boom. Was, but, like, poop. if they all wear brown wingtips, like, who's going to tell whose brown wingtips are whose? Unless they're really that tuned in to, like, oh, those are Alan Edmonds. Those are Clarks. Those are bleh. Get those Colhans out of here. Get those Colhans hey. out of here, sir. Whoa, whoa. I will not stand for this. Are you? Are we kidding here? I'm a Cole, I'm a Colhan stand. I mean, if they want to sponsor the pod, like, I'll, uh, I'll take a new pair of uh, brown wingtips. Yeah, dude, Nike soles. It's like I'm like it's like I'm an athlete, but I'm not. I'm just <laughs> wearing I'm just wearing dress shoes. I'm just a lawyer at a law firm. I'm just a lawyer trying not to get caught stinking up the bathroom because I had Indian food for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Okay. All right, but that that's its own pod, but we should probably talk a little bit of sports since we are a midworst podcast. Some sports. Yeah. Sports. So in our intro package, or at least in the like pre-show discussion, I was absolutely shocked that you didn't hear um, this story, Toilet. 
Yeah, um, please explain it to me so I can react in real time. Well, actually, I'm going to read it to you because oh, oh, this, yeah. is, this is Luke. This is Luke reads a headline. Luke okay. reads a headline and toilet responds. Got it. Chargers quarterback Tyrod Taylor's lung punctured by team doctor before Chiefs game. I'm giving the who farted face. Like, what? Please a, go on. A uh, Los Angeles Chargers team doctor accidentally punctured quarterback Tyrod Taylor's lung just before kickoff Sunday while trying to administer a pain-killing injection to the quarterback's cracked ribs, Coach Anthony Lynn told ESPN's Shelly Smith on Wednesday. That's why Taylor didn't start Sunday and rookie quarterback Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert, unexpectedly did against the defending champion. Oh. Kansas uh-huh. City Chiefs. Uh-huh. My question is, like, how is this doctor applying this injection? Is this just like pulp fiction direct to the sternum? Like, you have That's to exactly do, what I'm picturing. You have to, like deliver a pretty deep injection to puncture a lung. And like, this is only made more hilarious by the fact the Chargers doctors have just an absolute streak of incompetence in their office they're like almost just as bad as the bulls team doctors and that's really <laughs> saying something all right we're already in c and red no i mean it's true like they're consistently like the most injured team i'm pretty sure they have like eight acls already among their wide receiver core two games into the season has derwin james played more games or been injured more games oh, in his career so i'm just sad. saying I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming him. I'm just like you know. It's it's like, do you remember? You remember when? Uh, remember when the the Bears were having all these problems like the last couple of years with injuries? It'd just be. I mean, they were probably a shitty team and no one wanted to play. But like, it's it's like these clusters, right? They got to be like they got to be some. There's got to be something like underneath all of that, right? There's got to be some string that connects it. You think if there's like enough injuries on the same team, it it. It comes down to some other variables other than just randomness. I think if it's consistent over the course of a couple of years, absolutely. It like reflects on the training staff and the strength coach and the whatever else coach, the doctors. Assistant like, strength coach. Assistant strength coach. AKA team <laughs> chemist, hype man. Quality, quality control. control. <laughs> yes. Fuck yeah. Jinx. By the way, we need to get quality control coaching gigs. Like, is there a better job in the world than you being guys can quality, be quality control. control for our sophomore football team? Oh, perfect. Yeah. Well, I was like hoping it was like maybe, you know, we could do like a division one school where like you just sort of, whoa, you get to, you get to hang out every, every like week at the facility. Maybe probably get like, if you're a quality control coach, they'll let you teach like bowling too. Right. As like your sure. PE credit. So you get to teach that too. Guys, again, again, I am the bowling coach. You guys can just come back to high school and hang out with me. It's really cool. I took I do bowling to in college. Bowl. How'd you do? Uh, I did okay. My average is above 200 by the end of it. I mean, it wow. turns out if you bowl like at least twice a week, you start to get like good at bowling. Did you get like the wrist flick in there? <laughs> look at uh, a flick of the wrist. I was never really good at hooking the ball in. And I, I was more of a straight shooter, but I was able to get pretty consistent at getting it in between like the uh, two front pins where you need to put it. What what weight did you throw? Six. Ooh. <laughs> no, <laughs> I usually use like a ten or a twelve. Bumpers. With bumpers. 
Can you turn the um, cosmic lights on? I, I had that like little like ramp thing that they uh, you just drop that? it down the ramp. Yeah. You guys remember that? Uh, you know what I am? Yeah, I am that guy. You know who you are. You know who you are. I am. Who That's you, who do you think you are? I am. Yes. Yeah. Who do you think you are? I am. We need more of that. Like just like weird, dumb bowling memes. That would probably grow the sport. Absolutely. Did you did you know it used to be like the most popular televised sport in America for like Stop. like thirty years? No, I'm not. I'm not kidding. So it was like, the most relatable, maybe because everyone bowls. No, 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 no. So like on Sundays, they used to they used to do PBA bowling, and like you can you could go back and find some of these YouTube clips, like when they actually stopped doing the PBA bowling on Sunday, like on ABC or it was on ABC. Yeah, Sundays on ABC was bowling. And like the announcers are crying because they're like it's an end of an era, but it used to be huge. Like there would be, they'd have these huge mobile stands that they'd bring in and they'd put stands. these, they'd put these lanes out in like stadiums, and people would watch like crazy, like 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 it was like one of the most popular television shows for for a long time in America. Yeah, isn't that just because like every doctor's office that's set on ABC News All right. accidentally is playing bowling? All right. I feel like that's one of those sports that was really negatively impacted by anti-smoking indoors laws. Mm. <laughs> because that was like the last bastion of being able to smoke inside was the bowling alley. And those oh, places yeah. used to stink to high hell. They still kind of do. <laughs> yeah, the, the really old ones. I mean, yeah. you guys never used that excuse after you'd come back from like like being like 17 and smoking a cigar and say, Oh, we went to, we went to the bowling alley. That's why we stink. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was illegal by the time we were teenagers. I use that excuse. Um, speaking of uh, sports injuries, I wanted to bring up the fact that uh, the turf at soldier field is undefeated guys. We did it. The Chicago Park District did it. And the Chicago Park District did it. It'd be cool to have like a little gravestone, you know, Halloween's coming up and have like all the names of all like really gruesome injuries that have happened on that turf because of the turf. Johnny Knox at the top, RIP. I feel like that was more of like a chop block tackle or like an over under tackle that like bent his Good. back backwards. Shit, bad Jay Cutler pass over the middle. Uh, do you guys know that he uh, owns and manages a uh, Buffalo Wild Wings in Vernon Hills? <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, you can go visit him. It's probably super lucrative. I'm sure it is, yeah. Come meet Johnny Knox. Well, look at him stand. It's amazing. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. It seriously is amazing that a guy can walk. Yeah, after a back injury like that, it is absolutely astounding that he Like, can back around. injury is not even fair. Like, what is a decapitation, but it's your, the middle of you? Um. What is, is there a name You're for that? Paraplegic. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe like a semi-section. He got cutlered. He got cutlered in half. He did. Cutlered right in half. So why toilet? Why is the turf undefeated this past week? Was it because um, there's no there's no injuries? Would that make it defeated? Then? Um, I don't want to. Uh, oh, there's privilege here, but. Our friend Saquon Barkley appears to be out for the year. Oh, that's that's right. I forgot about that. I didn't know that, that we were gonna 
that another turf was going to claim that injury. So turf. does it make me a shithead? Because turf is an asshole. Two plays before that, he hyperextended his elbow, and I was like, okay, like he's only kind of injured, so like he's not like super injured, but like good, good that he's hurt. But then he tore his ACL. And I'm like, okay, thoughts and prayers emoji. Like, hope he's okay. Like, I feel like I'm, as a fan, that's something that you always have to strike a balance between, like. I think that there is like a deep, dark part of your heart that's genuinely pleased when somebody like that you're not expecting to is like has to sit out an extra week with a high ankle sprain or something like you hate something to see that, that's going to like benefit your team, but isn't a potentially career ending or a, a devastating injury like an ACL pair. Like if Saquon Barkley sat out of that game, that, that makes Bears fans feel pretty good, but to see him get hurt, yeah, I mean, that's that's lousy. Yeah, because, like, when he did his elbow, I was like, oh, this is right in the sweet spot. Like, if the Bears win, I can go, okay, Bears meatball, 2-0. Saquon Bartley, Barkley's a fraud. You should never draft a running back that high. I'm a genius. But then he tears his ACL, and I'm like, oh, sad. I mean, this that second point you made is true because of that, though. It's not like yeah. this is a position where the players tend to last forever. Like they, it's getting to the point where it's like Tommy John surgery in pitchers where running backs just get ACL surgery at some point in their I, career. I had, I had that thought too, because like it's very common with um, wide receivers, right. And running backs and like a lot of the skill position players. I mean, even offensive linemen, right. Like, you know, RIP Gale Sayers, but he rips. suffered. He's, I mean, he suffered two injuries that were career ending back in those days but i mean today today i mean he, he, he would have just gotten a recon you know an acl reconstructive surgery and been out for a year and probably would have probably would have played you know a couple more seasons but my dad my dad was actually at the game when he was at his he was at the game when gail sayers had his career ending injury wow name drop tough Fun fact, he was actually also, if we're going to go into nostalgia takes, he was at the last Bears NFL championship game Wow! at Wrigley Whoa. Field. It was YA Tittle threw four interceptions for the <laughs> Giants and the, game, and the game. I'm not kidding. It said the game came down. It was like, I think, I can't remember what the final score was. It was like 14 to 10 or something like that. But the Bears won it by picking off Tittle in the end zone to end the game. That's pretty Did, good, uh, dude. A player with a leather helmet crash headlong into the <laughs> Ivy. <laughs> at, at, like just outside the end zone because it's like one no. foot away from the back of the end zone. And those, those videos are crazy. Seeing those old those old uh, Wrigley Field Bears games. The thought of having to play on a field that's partially an infield for a baseball team, and then the the idea that I might actually fall on that part, just terrifies me. Like the idea of my entire body being covered in road rash is enough to be like, nah, dudes, I'm gonna sit this one out. I mean, it didn't get much better right after that with like that early AstroTurf where it's just like concrete and 800 grit sandpaper on top of it. Like you see the players today wearing that tape on their elbows and it's like yeah. if you've fall ever fallen on artificial turf, like that sucks. But that's like the best it's ever been right now. Like it's been a consistent issue. Um which I, I guess is why some of the traditionalist teams like to stick with, you know, 
old reliable sodden turf. Do you think Alvin Kamara shaves his entire arms? Oh, to wear to wear those pads because he wears them like all the way down. Yeah, he has tape like all the way up his tricep and then down to his wrist. That dude hates road rash. I mean, I would. That shit sucks. Yeah, but it also probably sucks having that tape ripped off you every week. Oh, I, I mean, never thought about it that way. Maybe he just wears it every day. <laughs> it builds up season. like a callus. Yeah. He's going to the grocery store and like reaching for something on the on the on the shelf. He's just got the tape fully extended. Yeah. Every week they don't actually rip it off. They just put a new one over <laughs> last week's. And then eventually it sheds off like a um, snake molting its skin. I also like, if you guys watch that game, Demario Davis has like a really cool arm sleeve that's like uh, paisley and like black and gold and, and shit. It looks really cool. But like, I don't see anyone else who wears a cool one. So I don't know if he's like grandfathered into having a cool arm sleeve or because he's a captain or something. Um, it, is I that on the Saints? Demario. What? On the Saints? Yeah. I feel like that's such a Saints thing. Yeah, but why don't we get to have cool ones with like the Zubaz, like the, the that's a Bills blue thing. And orange. The Bills. I know, but that. like that style. It's not like camo because camo's stolen valor, but it's like cool. Well, well they they do exactly. camo. It's just it's kind of like camo. a particular month of the year. It's, it's only in November. <laughs> it's only in November. Yeah, that's yes. when they wear like the digital camo sleeves, and everyone goes all camo. Next month, we're about to get the rainbow. Uh, rainbow camo for all cancers because all cancers matter, guys. Wait, they're doing that again? That's their thing in October. Oh, yeah. Didn't they stop doing just breast cancer awareness? Or are they going to pivot to racism? The NFL ends racism, which obviously this is a pro NFL ending racism podcast. Yeah, we're pro ending racism podcast. I, I, still, I still think that they're going to do their partnership with the um, – whatever American cancer society only because I'm sure that's a multi-year contract and they're not just going to be like, you can't forget about us this October. <laughs> Get that bread, baby. Um, am I speaking into the void when I talk about that game and the Raiders being frauds or did any of you watch that game too? You know, I watched like the first quarter and Breeze just doesn't, I mean, he just doesn't look right. He looks yeah. so old. Shades of like last season, Peyton Manning yeah. alarm where he needed the oh rock to puss to get him to the playoffs. So that's the exact same parallel I wanted to draw. Um, obviously, Michael Thomas didn't play, so that probably hurt a lot too. Um, so I, I would assume that Saints team is good enough to kind of go on that similar of a run. That's kind of their best case scenario, right? Yes, with, say it, say his name. <laughs> Jameis Winston. <laughs> he pushes the ball downfield. Like, Drew, like I, th I think Barnwell tweeted something about Breeze had like two throws past six yards after the first after the first quarter. That's Jared Goff too. Jared Goff throws the ball like negative one yard down the field every game, and everyone's hey, like, Ooh. "You know who throws the ball far now downfield?" Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. Two and zero. Mitch Trubisky. Go, 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 go. Go, um, Mitch, go. So, yeah, just wanted to make the point that the Raiders are a fraudulent 2-0 team. Uh, I thought that Derek Carr missed wide-ass open people all night. Uh, he made the throw. Their asses were him. wide open. Their you know, wide as open. the resident Raiders fan of this podcast. Go ahead. Wow. As the resident Raiders fan, 
I'm going to take umbrage with that because Gruden gets our boys up. Okay. Okay. Chucky. And Chucky I don't know if you saw afterwards in the, um, in the locker room, but he did some like Haka thing and it looked pretty cool. I mean, I was a team, a team that is thrown to the fullback, fullback assists everywhere. Spider two, why banana? Like I'm about we're, that, but you know, this is, go ahead. We're not going to take any fullback slander on this podcast. True. This is a and this is a blue collar man's football that we're gonna talk. You're goddamn right. And that's the like only destination stadium that I feel like strongly compelled to go to and experience sure. live. Um, I don't know if you guys have been to Las Vegas recently, but they've been building it on like the other side of the highway from Mandalay Bay for years. The thing looks like the fucking Death Star, and it's that's gonna sick. be. Like they're gonna have slot machines installed into the back of every seat in the stadium. It's gonna rule. You're gonna walk in with Mark Davis next year, hand in hand, after Mark a da- nice filling meal. <laughs> yeah, we'll show me PF Changs. Fuck yeah! I admire that. I admire a guy who spends probably zero dollars on a haircut because he does it himself. Real hard hat lunch pail won't go into his own stadium until all Raider Nations allowed to go there. He's a man of the people. I mean, yeah. he learned that frugal nature from his dad who spent zero money on health care. At least that's the way it looked in his later years where they literally just put a Band-Aid on his face and it's like, yeah, go out there, man. Do a press conference. You look great. <laughs> you don't look like one of the California raisins. <laughs> Good point. What would bring you bring up a good point, Luke? What would what would be your top three destination cities for the NFL? Um, uh, to caveat, I've been to games at Soldier Field and Lambeau, so I'm not going to say those. Um, Tampa Bay, if I could be on the boat, on the boat only. Jacksonville, you could be in the pool. Jacksonville in the pool. No, because like. At least in Tampa Bay, like I feel like there are fans there. Jacksonville, they there's like more tarp than fans. The um, fact that you've gone thirty seconds without mentioning going to a Bills game is insane. See, I I've been to a Bills game and Please. it was a blast. Regale us. So we went to 2018. My dad and I went to Bears Bills noon kick. Nathan Peterman. Hard hat was, lunch pail. Yeah, Josh, our, our our sweet prince was out that week. Um, I believe the Bears won thirty to like ten or something, or thirty three to ten. Uh, it was a, it was pick a, six. <laughs> no, uh, Eddie Jackson fumbled Eddie recovery, Jackson. pick six. Uh, Leonard Floyd, R.I.P. Well, he, rest in peace. I mean, yeah, R.I.P. Bear, bear for life. Former first rounder, as we all know. Um, he had a he had an interception return. Uh, it was it was fun because like so when you get to like i don't know if you've ever been to western new york in the fall but it's absolutely beautiful like the colors and everything it's kind of like yeah it's god's country michigan i mean we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna start with the we're gonna paint the scene all right christian girl autumn sweaters (laughs) plaid psl so jeans we show we show up we show up and the stadium is like out in the middle of nowhere. It's kind of like, it's very far away from the downtown area. Um, so you show up and there's like, you know, there's buses and there's um, 
tons of people like everybody walking everybody's like walking around like right on the side of the street and you're kind of like off the highway in like a bit of a community and there's like people who have homes they're like right next to like envision having a house like right across the street from soldier field like that's what it that's what it would be like or like planting soldier field and like oh i, I do know, like, i uh i own that building across the street from soldier field <laughs> it's like lambo's like that too <laughs> yeah exactly it's a, it's like it's like lambo it's in a neighborhood um so they have they have like the actual bills owned uh parking lot that you can go in across the street and like tailgate and everything and then they right next to it literally bordering it they have like the the tailgate lot that's owned privately and so like that's the like no rules like anything goes um anything goes parking lot and it's like that was the one where like we went into and like i don't even know how i ran into some dude who was from from barrington and like i can't remember what his name was but he was just like walking around with beer just handing handing beers out to people and um we saw that guy who i can't i don't know what his name is but he's like a buff no, no i don't know but he does like the thing with the he does the thing with the ketchup and the mustard and he like Pinto doused Ron. him. Oh, is that Pinto Ron? Yeah, he doused himself in ketchup and mustard Fuck yeah. before the game started. And um Yeah, it was it was it, I mean it was a great it was a great time. I mean the Bills got crushed and like most of the stadium left after most of the stadium left after the first half. Do you think uh Pinto Ron, when he's doing that, he's like, Who am I behind this mask? Do they know the real Ronald? <laughs> <laughs> am, am I hiding from my feelings? <laughs> I wish my I I call my father more often. <laughs> the Pinto Ron tells all. He'll sell so many books. Um, okay. Sell so many books. I derailed. So I de- bills are on my list. That's number yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Um, we saw flaming tables too. Like the carnage left in the parking lot afterwards was unbelievable. He lit the table on fire and then jumped through it. I, they jumped through it and then it was on fire afterwards. I don't really know With what so happened. so much aggression that it caught on fire. That's awesome. <laughs> the friction from like just... I, I just feel like it. the crowds at the Las Vegas games are going to be hilarious because it's like in Las Vegas, the feeling like is everything that is ratcheted up to 11, right? It's like hyper realism everywhere you go. But at the same time, it is Sunday in Las Vegas, which is the worst place to be on a Sunday after like a Friday, Saturday in one place, like anywhere in the world. So half the crowd is going to be like psyched and half the crowd is going to be asleep in their seats because they're so dead from being in Las Vegas for the previous 48 hours. You know, are they going to pump all that like fresh oxygen in like the casinos to like wake everybody <laughs> yeah, up you can smoke in the stadium <laughs> mom i was just at the raiders game <laughs> can you guys can you guys imagine the the fans that are going to be coming from other other like other cities and then you're going to have your like you know you're like people like people i guess like hole. us yeah, that I was gonna say that then you're gonna have like all those like vintage Raiders fans that are still gonna come like dressed up in all the gear. It's gonna be so it's, it's it's just not gonna be the same not being in the uh Coliseum. The O.co sewage dump. <laughs> can I uh can I have a moment of privilege? Go. I don't want to share my football stadium with another team. Like uh, that would suck. I don't have to, but LA now they're sharing. New York they share their shitty ass stadium. 
That just kind of sucks. Talk about the turf, dude. The 49ers were complaining about the turf at MetLife. Yeah, and they have to go play. I think they're playing there again this week. They're playing the Giants. Isn't that hilarious? Back to back. (laughs) That's actually really funny. That's comedy. Comedy gold right there. Do you think they just get to leave their stuff in the visiting team? Yeah, would you guys just stay there? That's a far flight. Um, I feel like I would go to a local high school and practice there. Oh, JJ Watt style. And like the Bergen County, New Jersey people would absolutely be over the moon about it because the high schools there are so small. Like they have graduating classes of like 120 kids and have the 49ers show up there. People would be like head over heels. A New Jersey moment with Luke Fowler. Yeah, a yeah. resident New Jerseyan. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I've driven past Meadowlands a ton. And uh, rest in peace, the IZOD Center where the Nets used to play. Oh, <laughs> There's, shit. like, a Dubai-ass indoor ski slope right next to the Meadowlands Stadium. Ooh. It's, it's what? like, in, like, the biggest mall in the United States. It's like the worst real estate of all time, but somebody got a wild hair to build this stadium. And then it was so cheap and so close to New York that it was rapidly developed, um, especially in the past 20 years. What the heck? Are you watching the Cubs game again? No, I'm looking at this, Luke. Big Snow Dream. Big Snow American Dream. Yeah. Oh, this is this is ridiculous. Ooh, now, that's a good daily. idea. We could buy all the old abandoned stadiums and use that for our um, half family friendly, half uh, fist fights and nudity um, sports league. <laughs> we we just have the stadium. We don't have like a sports league or any way or anything, but we do have the premises, and that's the most important part. Exactly. Yeah. Hey guys, guess what? Go ahead. You can believe that. You can believe this, Luke. We're your own fucking stadium. Oh, bad oh, boy. Shit. shit. Permission to go there. Okay, so speaking of, eat your fucking heart out, Tillman Fertitta. <laughs> um, Sorry. Right, here's a, here's a segment where we just shit on Bill Simmons and and Boston in general. Um, everyone who's talking about, oh my god, all these teams could have signed Cam Newton. Uh. The Bears could have signed Cam Newton. Uh, listen, bitch. Fucking Bears are 2-0, and and the Patriots are 1-1. and Eat my entire ass. Step two. Cam Newton wanted to be a starting quarterback, so Cam Newton would not have signed a deal with the Chicago Bears because he yeah. wouldn't have been the unquestioned starter. I think that was like the story that came out, or I don't know if it was like leaked by Ryan Pace and co., but it was very much... Uh, believe that Cam didn't want to go in a quarterback battle with Mitch. Yeah. So mm. I, 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 I agree with that take. I mean, I don't think he would have, I don't think he would have signed with the bears. I mean, unless they gave I him more feel money. Like we all know how that would have shaken out. Mitch winning. We know. I mean, he has, <laughs> if he has an offer sheet on the table from the bears and an offer sheet on the table from the Patriots, which one's he going to sign? Patriots. He's gonna Jared Stidham who they drafted in a late round who has no chance of starting anyway. Like, why is that? Why is everyone shit? I mean, the bears have a million other reasons to get shit on, but this is, should not be one of them. Like what other team I, legitimately did not have a starting quarterback where Cam Newton should have signed a deal. I feel like the chargers would have been fun. The Carolina Panthers. 
<laughs> but they, like they already made their pick, you know, like they already went yeah. with Teddy, Teddy two gloves, Teddy two gloves. The Chargers drafted Justin Herbert. Like, if you uh, really Justine think you're in this year and you want Justin Herbert to sit, what's that? Justine Bear. Oh, he would have been good. He would have been fun in Miami. I mean, like I think he would. I think he would have been good. I think he would have been good in Miami. But I, I guess you got that's the same thing with Tua, right? As Justine Herbert. Yeah, I mean, I feel like his plan probably was if no one signed him, like he would just wait for the first quarterback to get hurt on a contender and then just go there, like the 49ers. Like the yeah, 49ers would be like, point. oh, Jimmy G's going to be out for a couple weeks with a high ankle sprain. Jimmy G's not that good anyway. Like, let's sign Cam Newton. Easy, easy. He's a Midwest fan. He's a local boy. He is a local boy. But he's not very good. Do you think he's good? He's serviceable. No, of Jimmy Garoppolo. No, I, I, I mean, the they paid is, him a lot of money. I mean, they gave him a they, lot of money. They were really bad when he wasn't playing, and they went to a Super Bowl when he was playing. And they were I not really bad. Enough, Nick Mullins got some shit going. They were they were like what two and six to finish out that year. But I think that's what Zach was saying earlier: is that when a team knows they're going nowhere, like the Bears were when we got the third pick. It was like, hey, like you're not feeling great. Like, why don't you just sit down? Like, let's just lose some games. Yeah, I, well, I mean, I think it's the guy. I think it's the guys too, right? Like, how hard would it be to get like sort of galvanized playing on like a three? Like the Jets. The Jets have no chance. The Jets have no chance. Like, I'm not gonna write them off and say they're gonna lose every single game because they'll win a few. But like, if you that that effort like on the first play with the Raheem Moster shout out on my bench for fantasy football this week. No big. Um, don't care that first, that first that first play i mean like it's just he, i mean he, he scores and then like the great like what do you what are you supposed to yeah, how are you supposed to get up for the rest of that game you know like if you're gonna get killed like how do you how do you muster up the how do you muster up the enthusiasm right to keep, uh, to keep going out I, there when you know you're just gonna get your like head pummeled in i can tell you bug-eyed adam gase is not getting me fired up to run through a brick wall to play the fucking 49ers dude is yacked out of his mind adam gase is taking adderall or cocaine or something those eyes don't come from like genetics what is wrong with just the humble offensive coordinator like hey i'm an offensive coordinator i don't want to be a head coach i'm a good offensive coordinator fucking josh mcdaniels is just fucking gonna be a great offensive coordinator forever and then he just kind of like knows where he's supposed to be you know like all these guys like get promoted and they just kind of disappear like who does who just doesn't want to like it's like fucking blue mountain state like oh, i'm the backup quarterback i get to like do all the easy drills and just kind of hang out and sometimes get the glory like awesome i'm just gonna be an offensive coordinator fucking hang out here hang up points deflect to the head coach go the fuck home i feel like that's why they're professional football coaches and we're talking about professional football coaches on a podcast boom roasted okay <laughs> i know my place <laughs> All right. Speaking of really dumbass ideas, I saw this in the Seahawks Patriots game. Uh, center um, Andrews tries to snap to Cam Newton under center, which was weird because they didn't really go under center a lot. And I think that's why they fucked it up. And they just ended up doing that shotgun thing where they just had him fucking slow play Le'Veon Bellet and then just ram his ass in the end zone. Is you should just put a guy right over the center. 
and right when he's getting ready to snap the ball, you just slap the shit out of the football. Like your hand is just hovering right in the neutral zone, and you're ready just to bitch slap the fuck out of the football. Can I ask a question? Please. Okay, so this is a derivative of that, but I remember when I used to play peewee football, like one of the trick plays the coaches would run was like, as long as you didn't have a striper, you know, like somebody who was like heavily outweighed everybody, but because of age, they got to play, they got to play down with the people who were, who were like their age, right? They would do this like play where you would snap it and then you'd have like the quarterback touch it. And then the center would just pick it back and then run forward with the ball. I don't know. Is that legal in the NFL? It's like you would snap, right? The Envision like sneak. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. Because you have the quarterback, right? As long as the ball touches the quarterback's hands, then the center just picks it back, like grabs well, it back. Well, fumble risky, right? You take the ball from under center. You immediately just the quarterback puts it down and then like carries out some kind of bootleg fake with the running back, and then the guard pretends like they're pulling, picks up the ball and runs, but no one thinks they have the ball because they're just a guard. <laughs> yeah. But my, so yeah, my question saying, to you, Toilet, is yeah. isn't that a neutral zone infraction? If you're, so if your hand starts before the neutral zone, and then as soon as he's moving the ball, I would imagine you have the opportunity then to slap the shit out of it. It's kind of similar to the uh, shout-out Stiller's Troy Palomalu fucking spider monkey shit where he would time the snap and just leap on top of the quarterback. As yeah, soon as he oh, got I the forgot snap. about that. Dude, this like the most exciting play in football is like watching a guy and the hair was part of it, like 10% more flair. Just fucking time. Like, how are you not like, like, oh, I'm already in my cadence. Guess I got to snap the ball. So <laughs> you're saying that pummeled. we need a guy. Monday, 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 Monday. We, we need a guy like Daniel-san from the Karate Kid who can like do the thing where he gets the fly with the chopsticks, put him at yeah. nose tackle and have oh, such yeah. lightning quick reflexes that he can beat out an NFL caliber center as he's yeah. snapping the ball back. Sounds or, like we should be drafting e-gamers, yes. e-sports people. Like they got to have the right reflexes for that. Yeah, that's a good point. And you don't even have to be a big guy. Like you could just go full submarine and like he's obviously got to stand up and have like, you know, go five hole on him and just kind of shoot the gap. And try and like slap the ball out, you know, get yourself in the backfield, cause some kind of disruption. Yeah, this is called are, toilet ruins football with a dumb uh, idea. Are you are you allowed to take your shoe off and like use that as like an extension of your hand? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm in it. I'm I'm in on that, big time. Um, do you guys want to talk about uh, Robert Kraft getting off? Yeah, let's talk about Robert Kraft getting off. Well, in this um, week in news, Robert Kraft got off. Who didn't see that coming? Um, classic just New York Post-ass headline. Like, they had that one in the chamber, no pun intended. Um, ready to for, fire. Ready to fire, no pun intended, for weeks. Um, Is there a, a more just, boss move of getting jerked off and then flying in your private plane to watch your team win the AFC championship game in overtime because it, yes, it's uh, getting jerked off consensually and then flying in your plane to go watch your team win the AFC championship game. Well, nothing to this situation tells me that it was not consensual. The reason he got off is because they had a recording device in the, whatever it is, placid orchid or flaccid orchid or whatever it is. 
Um, and they're like, oh, you're not allowed to record. You're not allowed to use any of that evidence of all these guys getting jerked off. And all those other guys were like, thank God Robert Kraft got jerked off too so that we didn't have to pay to get ourselves defended. How awesome is that? Yeah, those like, <laughs> like those massage parlors are like such sketchy business though. Like you want to talk about like human trafficking and like coerced immigration. Like that's what happens there all the time. And like it just kind of got swept under the rug as like, Oh, it's like no big deal. Like whatever, like because of that recording device loophole thing, which is bullshit, but fuck Robert Kraft. Big time. Fuck anyone who wears the fucking different color collar. Like, are you just (laughs) bragging? Are you just bragging that you can afford like dry cleaning, that you're going to use a white collar on a French blue shirt? The Patrick Bateman French cuff shirt. Yeah, dude. Are you fucking, are you the major d at a hotel of ghosts and you're just like rubbing in my face i mean luke can, luke can tell you that i am not a fan of his air force ones um sneakers look with his suits all the time but he's friends with meek mill oh. Oh, i really cool. don't like this i really don't like the sneaker suit combo that's like a that's like a hot take that i just don't it was it was fun and clever for like you know the first year in 2011, but like this is you know we're going on we're going on about a decade now of this. It's not cute. Yeah, it's when not like clever anymore. Jay Z like, wore Air Force One suit in like 2008. It was like ooh, oh, hip hop like Valentino suit. What's up? And now, especially because like sneakers are extremely expensive. It's just like yeah, whatever. Like no one cares. Like go barefoot. If you want to like make a statement where go barefoot or wear like those Javiana sandals that only exist to make a paper cut in between your big toe and your <laughs> second toe. I don't know. What, what do you call it? Your pointer toe? Index toe? Index, <laughs> Index toe. toe. The one that has uh, the weird curved nail on it that it's really hard to cut. That one. <laughs> Here's a question. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Now you go. Uh, I'm assuming Gener- Gentleman's Quarterly, also known as GQ, used to be a magazine that came out four times a year. Does that sound correct? That sounds right. I think so. Um, but then they obviously were able to profit off of it by doing it more frequently. Now, uh, bringing this into quintessential. Oh, my the- favorite. We have to start reading the, that on the show because I the do. articles we- in there are insane. Okay, I will steal it from work because we have it at work. Um, but... Uh, Ooh, wait. Oh, while we're on that thought, next time Go you're ahead. at Gators, can you get Suburban Woman of the Northwest Suburbs? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I will do that. Thank you. Yes, I will. I need to go there soon, obviously. I need to eat, eat some bomb-ass wings. Um, on that same note, does the, does the prefix Quint tell us that the magazine comes out five times a year? I mean, it's essential five times, right? Is that the, yeah, is that what we're getting at here? Because it's kind of genius. I, I mean, this is this so. is the boys dive into linguistics. I, I think it comes out six times a year. Can someone look up the word quintessential and look for a definition for us of that quint uh, root, whether it be Rep- Greek or Latin? Representing the most perfect or typical example of a quality or class. Is there another definition where the, where the number five is involved? I don't know if the if the spelling be uh, allows for all. Oh, I mean, I guess you could. Okay, so quint meaning is a sequence of five cards of the same suit. So that would be a flush, right? 
The flush essential Barrington. Wait, can you read it again? <laughs> it's a sequence of five cards of the same suit. A run of ace, king, queen, jack, and ten is a quint major. And one of jack, ten, nine, eight, and seven, a quint minor. Quint major essential Barrington. Wow, we don't quint shame on this podcast, but... This is the lamest way I've ever heard to describe gambling. It sounds like music scales and not even cool ones. The boys make gambling lame. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Luke, you've been fucking raking it in over there, man. Yeah, you've oh. been money bags over here. Oh, yeah. Betting thank a you. lot of soccer footy. Yeah, I've been um, betting a lot of soccer. I haven't even been watching that much soccer, but since the. Since the advent of um, sports gambling in Illinois, um, I've taken a hint from our fellows across the pond over there in the UK. Um, and the style of bet is called an accumulator. And basically, it's just a five team parlay. And if you pick heavy favorites, you'll come out with like huge plus odds in American sports books. So it's capitalizing on a market inefficiency. Oh, wow. We got some arbitrage going on here. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. So, you, speaking of, do you want to go into this Chelsea v. Liverpool and sports streaming segment? Like, is oh. this where you're gonna, are we going to go to Advertiser's Corner? No, this isn't Advertiser's Corner. Um, but I was I had a friend over on, Saturday, or on Sunday morning to watch Chelsea versus Liverpool, um, which in the Premier League is like in week two already one of the biggest games of the season, Liverpool defending champions, Chelsea, always good, like easily pegged to take the top four. NBC has three channels that can run this game on a standard cable package. Do they? No, it's behind a paywall on fucking Peacock. And this is like the sneaky that they're trying to pull on us because it's not just soccer, which is, like a specialty sport, sure. But this is like one of the biggest soccer games of the year. And like one of the like reason, like one of the games that like outside casual fans would want to watch. But CBS is pulling this shit with the NFL too, with CBS All Access. They're putting games behind a paywall. And what it's going to inevitably do is just end up with me plugging my computer into my television with an HDMI port and pirating the game. Because I, I don't want to spend five bucks a month to get over-the-air channels like NBC and CBS just so I can watch sports. Do you think pirates are upset that it no longer means like traveling around with the boys, drinking some rum, pillaging <laughs> and shit, and now it's just about me going on Reddit looking for streams of fucking Yarr. sports I want to watch? Uh, Yar, if you want to watch the Chargers in the afternoon <laughs> slot. Yar, I have syphilis. <laughs> the, boy, the boys do their shitty pirate impressions. Are you guys better in your pirate impressions or your Italian-American impressions? Hey, oh, whoa. What about an Italian-American uh, pirate? <laughs> Arr, hey, hey yar. <laughs> Oh, I drive a garbage truck and I steal from small businesses. <laughs> Did Tone Rizzo just become aware of his Italian American heritage and start? No, no, because in that stupid players weekend shit, he always puts Tony on the back of his jersey. Mm. He needs to go by Tone, T O N E. Look, T, 
I don't know. You play in first base. But, and it's like him and Joey Votto that hey, are holding oh. that mantle. No, 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 no. Joey Votto is extremely Italian. I'm not, I'm not discounting that, but I don't want to be associated with our, our, our young prince, Tone Riz, be associated with Joe Vot or anything having to do with the Reds. I mean, our all their racist prince. broadcasting. <laughs> yeah, we, we, disavow, we disavow Thumb Brenneman on this disavow. podcast. I actually checked my phone while you were talking because even just you, who I love, talking about soccer, just, uh, just so boring. Just I can't I, even I get through it. I barely spoke about soccer. I was talking about bullshit streaming services for like the big three channels, like the channels that have always been there: NBC, CBS, and ABC. Like you're not going to pull me in with sports anymore. What about WGN? I, I'm talking about like going all the way back. <laughs> um, did you guys? So I've been Power Fifty. <laughs> I've been playing music to start um, my classes and um, I let the first kid who gets there pick the song. So, you know, we'll incentive to get to class on time. No. Daughters by John kid- Mayer. <laughs> <laughs> first kid rolls in. He's like, I want to listen to Go Cubs Go. I'm like, hell yeah, let's go, brother. I turn it on. Do you guys realize that like the seventh verse is like, listen to the games in WGN. Yeah, are they going to go back? Believe me, Luke and I have had many conversations about how much we love the lyrics to "Go Cubs Go." It's so like (laughs) be the best in the National League is probably one of my favorite, one of my favorite lines. Do you think like they're going to have to go back? They got the speed. They got the power. They got the speed in the National League. Just the National League catch it all on Marquee Network. Yeah, they're gonna have to work that in. No, they they got they have to like it's the the normal song and then like it's Len Casper like spliced in. It says WGN. It's just like Marquee Network. So obviously Cubs have that song. Uh, Bears have Bear Down. Which Blackhawks have Chelsea very Dagger. anachronistically uh, cites the T formation as the Bears' primary formation. They haven't used that for years. We need to update the song. Um, Matt Nagy used it last year to open the 100 NFL season, and I'm pretty sure Cordell <laughs> Patterson got a four-yard loss on that. Okay, no, it was, it was <laughs> a fumble. It was a fumble. <laughs> bitch fumble. That was a fumble. Okay. Yeah. We'll never forget the way you thrilled the nation with your 31 or what 22 personnel. I don't even know what they do this this year. The Bears. Yeah. What would be there? What would be the T formation substitute? Um, like their base package? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. They've been pretty multiple in what they've been doing. They could use a little bit more pre-snap motion, but that's just me. Um, but I, my point was the Bulls used to have uh, the Pink Floyd song, but they don't use that anymore. Oh, Why do they stop the using that? No, they still use On the Run and the Alan Parsons Project. They do? Yeah. yeah. Serious? Oh, okay. They even have yeah, their I own serious. mix. I haven't been to a game in forever. It's so hard to go. No, so the expensive. name of the song is Serious. Isn't it a Pink Floyd song? No, they play the no, Pink Floyd Parsons. song. They play the Pink Floyd song on the run for their opponents, and then the Bulls come out to Serious by the Alan Parsons Project. Is he on the run one, the ones like yeah. Okay, never mind. Cut this out because I am a. Oh no, this is this is staying in. I have um, not listened. To, I have not watched a fucking 
bell to bell Bulls game in years. That could be elite. There could not be more least interesting team in Chicago than the fucking Chicago Bulls. I mean, and probably the only two people that have watched more than 10 Bulls games past year. Yeah. No. Billy Donovan thoughts? I, I've watched like 15 Bulls games last year. Wow. Shit. Just did, like, how many of them did you not have money on? All of them. <laughs> Sports wow. gambling wasn't legal last year. <laughs> I didn't have like any way to do so. Thoughts on Billy Donovan? Um, like I said earlier, I am plum dandy with Billy Donovan. Love it. Out of like the options that like we've gotten the past few years, Mama, past there few goes go that arounds, like Fred Hoiberg, a man so fragile that he couldn't wear a necktie without passing out. Then egg. Yeah, I want my coach with a thick size nineteen neck. Just big. Uh, ass I want my neck. coach to look like No Neck Ed from Ninety Day <laughs> yeah. Fiance. The thicker the the thicker the neck, the more confident I am. Sack, any thoughts? I think it's a really good hire. I mean, they went to and they got like the best available, right? Like they didn't do this like, oh, we're gonna bargain, we're a bargain shop for assistance, or we're gonna bring somebody up from from college. They're like, no, we actually are gonna go out and get somebody who's like fucking good and has done it before. All right, I did it. I searched 2020 NBA free agents. Ooh, are we on basketballreference.com? Uh, no. Oh. Oh, if we're at basketballreference.com, can we do some nickname lookups? <laughs> um, so Anthony Davis is a hilarious uh, um, free agent. He has a player option, which would be really funny. Uh, I Brandon, feel like he's going to take that. He's going to opt in. No matter what happens? Yeah. That would be the world's most hilarious opt-out, right? Yes. Gut your entire team with a machete and then for one year of Anthony Davis. So his nicknames are Unibrow, The Brow, mm -hmm. AD, mm -hmm. Ant, all very normal. And then the last one is Fat Man, P-H-A-T, Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start calling Anthony Davis Fat Man. Oh, there's some good ones. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, it's me, Anthony Davis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Notoriously oh, fat man, Anthony Davis. <laughs> what do you think Zach Levine's nickname is? Um, uh, no, 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 yes. Don't look at my <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> don't look at my girlfriend. She's the only one I've got. It's Young Hollywood. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Okay. If, if Stacey King didn't come up with it, I'm not going to use it. Um, Slam Magazine has Anthony Davis and Brandon Ingram in the same tier of free agent. Stop that. That is fucking unreal. They're virtually the same. They're both really fat. With the how, many, how many more years will uh, Brandon Ingram be the next Kevin Durant? Like every year for the next like seven years still? <laughs> he's, he's got some great nicknames on basketball reference. So the Ingram? Yeah. Slenderman. Okay. Humble Beast. No. And, and Tiny Dog. 
<laughs> tiny dog. Is that because he has a tiny dog? Like, does he have a Yorkshire Terrier that we don't know about? <laughs> Maybe he's a corgi guy. I don't know. Here's here's the next tier. It's called Establish Star Tier. I want to get your um, reaction to this grouping of players. DeMar DeRozan, Andre Drummond, Gordon Hayward, Danilo Gallinari, and Mike Conley. I feel like there's some stratification that could be made within that tier. I feel like I don't want any of them. DeMar DeRozan doesn't have a nickname. I don't want him. Yeah, definitely not. I don't want him. I don't want Andre Drummond. I don't want Gordon Hayward because he's good. Drummond, 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 Drummond. That boy's up to something. Woo! Mike Conley, <laughs> old AF. I guess the only Andre, one I'd want out of that group is Danilo Gallinari. I don't want any of them. D- Andre Drummond's nickname is Big Penguin. We got to get Big Penguin on one team with Tiny Dog. Yep. Sure. Uh, the next... The next... I mean, it, would, would Andre Drummond be like the greatest player in the, what, 1980s NBA? I mean, if he was a contemporary of Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain, he would be considered like among those two. Um, yeah, I don't want anyone in that, in that tier. The next two I would like, which is Fred Van Vliet, local boy. Shout out Rockford Boylan. Mm. Let's go. And Montrez Harrell. I like Montrez Harrell. And those are below established veterans. Like This is called emerging star tier. Fred Van Vliet, uh, NBA champion Fred Van Vliet. You're goddamn right. Didn't he and get oh his my God. orbital oh bone my broken? God. What? Oh, my God. Okay. This one is not as interesting. It's called the brimming with potential tier. Mm, I'm brimming already. It has mm. two people I literally have never heard of in my life, and I'm not a, I'm like a casual NBA fan. Uh, Davis Bertans, I've, he- I've heard of. Uh, Bertans? Christian Wood? Anything? Mm. Malik Beasley? No clue. Uh, Christian Wood is on the Pistons. That's probably why you never heard of him. Yep. He's been on like eight teams. Brimming and with he's brimming with potential. So much potential, I just keep passing him around. A potential, like, salary cap filler. Um, okay. The next tier, I would love for you guys to guess what this tier is called. Uh, Otto Porter Jr. is in this tier. <laughs> the, like, the next the, tier of player. The, like, we have cap space, let's just spend it tier. That's exactly what it's called. Uh. <laughs> Slam Magazine has deemed Otto Porter Jr. as a proven impact player. Ew. Ew. This that list includes so, so many names. Um, pretty much just like really old guys who stink now <laughs> or like a handful of young players. Okay, so here are the old players who, you know, you're going to give them that last contract. That's definitely going to be their last contract. Serge Ibaka. Goran Dragic, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carmelo Anthony, mm-hmm. I yeah, Derek Favors, Marcus All. Then you've got some young guys who, I mean, you know, have had brimming with potential. This is like they've been brimming with potential for five years. At this point, maybe they're just not brimming with potential anymore. Tier, <laughs> Jeremy Grant, Derek Favors, Evan Fournier, uh, Jordan Clarkson. Bogdan Bodvanovich. And you know, future Chicago Bull. You know, I want to leverage the entire Bulls, 
the entire Bulls arsenal of picks for Lou Dort. Lou I just Dort. love the name Lou Dort. It's Lou. so good. I want the Billy Bulls Donovan guy too. to uh, trade all of their players and just start assembling a team of former Yugoslavian players and just see what happens. Oh my God, guys. I just want to read you the tears. The tears are so much funnier than the names of the people. Okay. So to recap, the first tier was the pre-packaged superstar. So that was Anthony Davis and Brandon Ingram. Can't forget our sweet, uh, tiny dog, tiny dog. Tiny yeah. dog. <laughs> then we had the established stars and then we talked emerging stars and brimming with the potential before just hashing over the proven impact player. The next tier is the elite role player tier, which includes Dwight Howard. What? Elite role player. Eh. The next is the repurposed veteran tier. <laughs> that sounds mean. It's hilarious. DeMarcus Cousins, sad but true. Ugh. And our own Robert Portis is in that tier. Remember, remember when he was like in this in like talks for like every single trade, like in 2015. Like people were talking about leveraging like multiple first round picks to get him out of Sacramento. Correct. Sad. Sad. Wait, it was um, repurposed what toilet? Veterans. Repurposed veteran. Oh, that sounds like you're putting a 50 caliber machine gun on the back of a 1992 Toyota Tacoma. Like we repurposed this veteran truck. It's technically a different thing. <laughs> uh, and another tier on here is called the mystery value tier. <laughs> okay, okay, Bill Simmons. The, the, is this the fuck if I know tier? <laughs> fuck if I know tier, including Mario Hazonia, Chandler <laughs> Parsons, <laughs> Juan Hernan Gomez. Yeah, that's definitely a mystery value. Um, and then... <laughs> Low risk gamble, which is definitely like the oh well, might as well fuck it and send a send a contract over. We got our boy Chris Dunn in there. Uh, oh, true. Uh, the dormant game changer tier. <laughs> dormant. How, game how are these all positive? How could you spin all of these as positive? None of them are like this player. Like, don't even bother. Is there a don't even bother tier that we're missing? <laughs> Is are we yes. like three tiers above that? The next one, the next one's called depth on depth. So literally, just like a person, <laughs> a person you may have heard of. Dion Waiters is in that tier. <laughs> a warm body, um, a warm body. Um, this will come across your ticker as a ten-day two-way contract with the uh, main red claws. Yikes. Or the defenders. Uh, do you guys remember Caleb Swanigan from Purdue? Yeah, he was supposed okay. to be like the truth. Take a wild guess what his listed weight is, uh, given that he is six foot nine. Uh, two forty-five. Zach. He's peeing. He's peeing. Uh, it's two fifty. I thought you would have guessed something much higher because all I remember is being chonk with a dank booty in college uh yeah that was kind of his thing that's Two, that, I, I weigh more than 250 and i'm six four um yeah i don't know maybe he just carries it differently uh zach guess how much uh caleb swanigan weighs uh i could hear you guys i have wireless headphones okay 
Oh fuck. Okay. <laughs> Never guess mind. Two fifty. Okay. <laughs> Pretend you didn't hear. Uh, I'm gonna guess uh, three ten. Hey, actually, he defensive lineman. <laughs> two 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 fifty two fifty about two fifty. That's pretty big guessed. for an NBA player. Of that I would have guessed Zion's like 275. Yeah. All right. Gonna... And we've finally gotten into the is Zion fat conversation. Uh, is, there a, is there a different word other than fat? Because when I think fat, I think of myself. And he's not fat. He's thick. Our he... boy is thick. <laughs> um, he will be fat at some he point. He will be fat. Someone was talking on a podcast this week about Zeke Elliott being fat and that whole feed me tattoo on his midsection is going to be really funny in a couple years. <laughs> yeah, when he's overweight and he's just like showing up to the showing up to the buffet with a half shirt. Out. Yeah, because oh, his yeah. whole thing in college and at the draft was like that he had his six pack. In the crop did, top. Yeah, and the crop top thing to show off his six pack. He doesn't have a six pack anymore. Do you guys remember Always Sunny in Philadelphia when? Uh, Mac got fat just for the content. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Rob McElhaney got like fucking shredded out of his mind. That was hilarious. Both both parts of that is really funny. Yeah, like absolutely yoked after he got that fat. Yeah. How long into uh, quarantine were you guys thinking you were getting in shape? And when did you give up? Oh, that's a good question. I weighed myself today. I'm up like seven pounds. boy. From when? From the start, from like March. Oh, okay. Has that been I a think gradual I... seven-pound gain? No, it's fluctuated for sure. Oh. I was ru- I was running toilet. I was running. I was every running. Day. <laughs> I was running. And I, I just running, kept like, running. Every every other day, and that lasted about. That's up maybe three weeks. Yeah, but you've been going for hikes now, so you're getting that Tennessee fitness. Yeah, peri- periodically. We were doing – it got to the point where we were just like, all right, let's at least just go for a 40-minute walk every day. At what point does a walk become a hike? When it's um, off of a, like, paved path. When you can Instagram it. My definition was when you get one of those stupid ass burrs stuck to your shoes. <laughs> you can go to on a hike in like the desert. I, I know what okay, you're saying. This now. is a mid worst podcast. We're trying to be relatable to just the people in the central time zone. Yeah, we're, we're flyover states here, right? Get your desert elitism out of here. Yeah, fucking coastals and desert people. Get the <laughs> fuck out. There are deserts in this time zone. (laughs) Mountain time zone can fuck off. They're just in Patagonia. (laughs) People in mountain time are just in denial. Yeah, the United States should be like China, where we all have one time zone. And people on the West Coast have to get up like five hours before (laughs) it's light out. Yes, deal with it. (laughs) To get up when the NYSE bell rings. Zach, you guys got a daylight savings down there? Yeah, we got daylight savings. We're on Central Ooh. Standard Time. Oh, well, Illinois is uh we're getting rid of uh daylight savings this year. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we're uh doing daylight shavings where we shave each other. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I, I so have to wait, stand on my front por- porch and shave myself. What am I going to be? We should bring 
on to talk about shaving outdoors. Proper pubes shaving technique. I didn't say sh- I didn't say that. How do you guys shave your pubes? <laughs> we're not sponsored by Roman yet, so I'm not or Manscaped, so I'm not going to talk. Yeah, but about we're that we're yet. just opening the door perfectly for for that moment. Um, I could be convinced by an advertiser. <laughs> <laughs> I just use the scissors from in the kitchen. Okay. You know, chef's knife. Yeah, the same the same ones I use to like open up a pack of bacon. That makes sense. Yeah, just scissors it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just do your entire balls coin purse and then do your face. Well, you're not shaving your face, obviously. You're rocking a sick mustache. Sick, tough, tough. It is Speaking tough. of, I wonder what tough's up to these days. It's a total inside joke that none of our audience is ever going to know. I actually don't know it either, but if I could get a nickname, I would love for it to be tough. Tough. So, so why is it your nickname tough? You're the ALS yeah. guy on this. You can pick. Yeah, you could you can pick what it is. Damn. Toilet just, you know, you've already been calling me that, so it already makes sense. Yeah, we've already been calling you that for like an hour. Plus, <laughs> I've got toilet humor. I've got toilet jokes. I got a lot of thoughts about toilets. But that's probably saving for another podcast. What are we pushing here? An hour fifteen? Um Yeah, thereabout. Okay. Do you have any other topics? I had uh, the boys stand on the table for Katie Nolan because if anyone who needs to signal boost women, it's it's white middle class men with no hey, we audience. That we are a respecting women podcast. This is a respect of women podcast. We're also a pro sex worker podcast. Yes, other than exactly. Robert, we're, we're uh, anti Robert Kraft, but well, well, pro we, sex worker. We want sex workers who, you know, are using it to empower themselves, um, not necessarily yeah. ones that are, are being trafficked. Potentially in a coercive situation. We're anti-trafficking. And we're oh. anti-traffic. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, we're both. We're just anti-traffic in general. Yeah, people, places, and things. Um, we can hit one last oh. one. We're pro-air uh, traffic controllers, so. Yeah, traffic control, sure. Traffic, oh. We're pro-traffic control. As long as it's controlled. Like the entire United States air traffic control system is running on like Commodore 64 software. It's like DOS. It's like pre Windows 95 (laughs) because like they haven't been able to take it down ever and they never replaced the infrastructure. So half of learning to become an air traffic controller is learning to use this like ancient software that's being used to guide multiple planes at once. The like technology on aircraft is like alarmingly outdated. Damn! Thanks for giving me a spook. Yeah, man, you just went down a YouTube rabbit hole and shared it with us. No, I mean like you know how like pilots will announce that there's upcoming turbulence. Yeah. So, um, prior to the installation of GoGo in-flight Wi-Fi, the only way that pilots would know that there was upcoming turbulence was radio chatter from other pilots up in the air. And then GoGo, like, through the Wi-Fi system, somehow created, like, this data infrastructure to, like, actually, like, predict where turbulence is going to be based on weather patterns. But this was in, like, 2014. Yeah, that GoGo stuff has only been around for a little while. Absolutely crazy that 
like air traffic has been so safe when I mean, it's running on such like rickety rickety software architecture. Did you did you guys ever watch the movie First Man? No. Like part of the part of the sequence of them going to space was like just sort of showing on the fact that like they literally went to space and like a like a bumblebee tuna can with some duct tape Ooh, over the sides and, like, and a few and a few just like uv index readers and like that was about it and they had like a comm system like it was it was it was nuts had like a cigarette lighter basically <laughs> do you guys remember that year when matt damon was in two space movies that came out like a month apart yeah interstellar and martian that like fucked me up for like weeks martian was a lot better than interstellar and i love interstellar actually no yeah, That's, Interstellar's I, way better. Interstellar's way better. I thought Matt, his role in Martian was definitely a lot better than Interstellar. First name basis, Matthew McConaughey. Also calls uh, him Matt. You know, we actually did a funny story about that. We we saw him when we were in, we saw Matt Damon at a restaurant when we were in Big Sky, Montana a couple of years Is this ago. the Royal We? The Royal We. Um and me and my, my wife dad, my dad just my like, wife my dad just like wouldn't stop staring at him <laughs> like just aggressively staring at him and like mind you it was kind of like in a bit of a blizzard and so like there weren't a ton of people there it was like this semi nice restaurant like it's like a good sit down spot like a 22 dollar a plate kind of place like not crazy expensive but like still nice and had good cocktails and like matt Damon is just sitting there with his family and his like daughter or whatever, just trying to have like a polite conversation with the people he's with. And my dad's just like, staring bullets at him the entire time. Did he make a move? No, he didn't make a move. I told him not to make a move. Let the man eat. Did he kiss Matt eat? Damon? Right on the left. No. Dad kiss Matt Damon. <laughs> hey Matt. Hey Matt. Zach's dad. Hey Matt. Zach's dad. <laughs> Oh God! Um, the the only other topic that I really wanted to hit on was the Bill Belichick subway ad. Because can I go backwards first, really quick? Yeah, because I I know I don't want to keep a commercial guy from a commercial, but so every year we have to have this meeting with like the kid and their family, and I just have them like introduce themselves and talk about like what they like about school, what they don't like. So he's talking about history. He's like, oh, I like history. Oh, I like, I like history. uh. I like Sacagawea, and <laughs> I like learning about the Martians. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude. Are you guys in the conspiracy theory segment of history class already? And I brought this up to his history teacher. I'm like, dude, are you like going interstellar and shit in your class? And he's like, oh, well, we were talking about like immigration and like we were using the word alien to like talk about someone who was in like a new area. <laughs> So maybe he just kind of expanded on that and went full Martian on us. I'm like, fuck yeah, this kid is paving his own way in history. I love it. Well, there are those like burial mounds in Southern Illinois that I guess some people have suspected that were constructed by aliens. So Sacagawea and uh, Martians may not be too far off. There's yeah, a bu- there's a bunch of those in your way out to Mississippi. There's all these like burial mounds everywhere that are fucking massive. And also, Meriwether Lewis died over here too. 
like just like a couple miles down the road. Damn. Stay woke. RIP. Which one of those guys suck? Okay. Um, Christopher Columbus. Vasco da Gama. Amerigo Vespucci. I I bring up that story only because. um... Oh, I lost it. Something about it was so funny, too. Oh, shit. Sask- Saskatchewan and aliens. Yeah. I lost it. Damn. Like a, like a Chris hey. Christie belt. I just could not hold it together. Tune in next week, folks, when Toilet figures out the punchline to this story. Toilet <laughs> figures out the punchline. Okay, talk about Bill Belichick and come back to me. Um, okay, so this is just a classic situation where they pull in a non-actor and it's such a vacuum for any personality that the other guy in the commercial just like has to ham it up and overact the absolute shit out of whatever he's doing. It's like, you're cutting off my sleeves. Oh, classic Bill Belichick. And then Bill Belichick just walks up to him and he's like, Hey, and the guy's like, I'm going to change my life choices for you. Bill Belichick fucking sucks. Bill Belichick is He's a void of personality. I don't know why someone I mean, thought he would be like any kind of convincing spokesperson for their product, which well, sucks. I think, it could, I think it could be funny. I mean, you could lean into the his like surly attitude or like his, you know, demanding personality, I guess, right? Like instead of just doing the like low-hanging non sequitur, you know, cut off sleeves. 2017 joke of ha ha he he. I'm just going to change my life right away. Like I'm just so inept, blah, blah, blah. Like he's not inspiring as like a personality. Like he's not like the Dipper. (laughs) Just have him standing over like some subway employee while they're making a sub, just yelling, do your job, do your job. Some subway. That would be way better. Some subway employee like walks up to him. He's like, I want to take a day off. And he's like, no days off. No days off. Um, I, I'm so, uh, wait, wait, a subway employee like drops a piece of salami on the ground and Bill Belichick immediately fires them. That would hey, be more. Oh, you drop the salami. It's like, oh, I missed. If you, if you fumble no, 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 the salami no, no. on my team, you, you have no place in, in my Bill, team. Bill would just take like one of these subway employees who's supposed to be in the ad and just fire them the night before. <laughs> the night before they start filling the ad. Replacement. Scab. I'm curious the timing of this, like why why now decide to get into the into the game here of advertising, like make it about yourself rather than the team, which has kind of been his whole thing. Um, and I'm also I, I kind of wish he had just like leaned into the whole cheating thing, which is why everyone hates him, and just have him like like spy outside of a fake Quiznos or something and try to like steal their information or Jersey Mike's and then like report back to Subway and like, Oh, this is what I found out after recording their uh, practices. Can I, can I go there? Can I do a Colin Cowherd segment for a second? Please do. Yeah. Please go there. Permission to go there. Granted. You know, Bill Belichick back when he had Tom Brady was buttoned up. Mr. Reliable work. Oh, no fun. But now he's got Cam Newton and Pippa. I got to say, Colin, what are you talking about with Cam Newton and Tom Brady and blah, blah, blah? 
Bill Belichick's having some fun now. He's doing some commercials, being a little different. And this Patriots team, they're playing a little looser, a little more fun. All right, so heard. Scene. Scene. Well done. Clap, clap. Thank you. I mean, I mean like, I'm, work, I'm working on it. Definitely building on that point. I think, like, you know how um, girls will get a radically different haircut after going through a breakup, or guys will, like, gain a bunch buy, of weight, buy, buy a cabin, or buy a motorcycle, or something like that. I Go feel bald, like, gain a bunch of weight. Yeah. <laughs> get depressed. Get a tattoo. Get a tattoo. Go on anxiety medicine. Quarter life crisis. Yes, exactly. Anyway, it's anyway, quarter life crisis drags into a third life crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Goes on so long. Thinking that it's a bold assumption that this is a quarter of your life and you may might maybe going through a midlife crisis. <laughs> Convincing yourself Mitch Trubisky is a three down quarterback. <laughs> but this is his breakup move. This is Bill Belichick's oh. motorcycle. Wow, I love it. I like it. Go off, King. Is get, like cashing a $600,000 check for a subway ad. We had to show up for a day. How much do you think you got for that? Six hundred grand. Wow. And a free sandwich. And a free sandwich, which he promptly threw in the garbage. Where no, there's, the pic- there's a meme of him jamming the whole thing in his mouth. And he didn't even cut it in half for him. He just put the whole thing in his mouth. Does he chew it and swallow it? I doubt. He probably spits it out. I think... Uh, a man with the net worth of Bill Belichick is going for a lot of cold cut combos. All right. Are you guys ready for a t- or a toilet to return to a joke? Yes. <laughs> okay. So I brought <laughs> all that up. Back. The toilet drains. <laughs> so, the, you know, all the teachers are sitting around this summer. They're like, you know what? Like enough's enough. Gordon Hayward trots out there with his education reform Jersey on. It's time guys. It is time to reform education. So, the reason that this came up is because we're talking about history with this kid is he's saying that um, they're in, they're in thematic units. So instead of teaching things chronologically, which is kind of how we learn history is they're learning in units such as conflict or mm. uh, like diversity. agriculture, agriculture. So Agri- the unit that, that I proposed was conspiracy theories because I think that would be there would be a lot of information out there. And in the era of misinformation, why not just lean into it by just going balls deep with an entire conspiracy theory unit? All right, seventh graders, let's talk about the, the, time, the time when the CIA performed LSD testing on U.S. soldiers in the MK Ultra program. Sign me up. I'd take that class. All right, that's all I got. I got no takes. I got no takes left. Do you, I, Luke, do you want to touch on this is Paris? That's no, I, I think uh, we can save that for maybe another time. I, I would definitely recommend it. Um, it's give it, give us the tease. Give us the tease. Um, coming up next. Cu- coming up next time. Um, <sighs> a, a childhood icon of like late twenties millennials was um, like many rich teenagers sent to brat camp, AKA the child prisons that proliferate the Western United States. Um, Heavyweights, not heavyweights. Like, you know, like the bad kids schools that are out in the fucking boonies. Yeah. The Um, first half of heavyweights. 
Oh, you're talking about this is Paris Hilton. I thought you were talking about this is Paris, like the city. No. Is it half biographical, half pornographical? It's all biographical, and they touch on that too. It's pretty good. It's on YouTube. All right, that's homework for the boys. That, and then think about your poop habits at work. Because I got five. You guys, you guys ready to see? There. You guys ready to know what the the five movies are that pop up as the people also search for? Yes. So, Bombshell, the Hedy Lamar, something about Hedy Lamar. There's something called Pray Away, Coastal Elites, Pulp, a film about life and death, <laughs> and then the last one is Jungle to Jungle. The night <laughs> <that> just <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I think I went to go see that movie. The one with Tim Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's that's Tim Allen and Brendan <laughs> Fraser, right? <laughs> Wait, is that Brendan Fraser? I don't think so. Oh my god, Brendan it's got a nineteen nineteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Brendan. No, Brendan Fraser was in George of the Jungle. Mm. Oh, self-absorbed commodities broker. This is a wow. very very nineteen. This is a very nineteen nineties. I think they've talked about this in like other areas, but like the nineteen nineties dad, who was like way obsessed with work. Liar, like liar, Santa, liar, liar. Santa Claus, Jungle to Jungle. Tim Allen was a, played these a lot. All over it. Jingle all the way. Like the way too obsessive with work dad. That was a theme of the 90s. Thanks a lot, Bill Clinton. Um, All right. um, I think we've run out of takes, uh, and we're also running a bit long here. Um, So, till next time. Till next time. Remember, call your mother.